Change. We don't always deal with change so well. Start of school, kind of a big change. Uh, sometimes it's a very trivial thing, like will the University of Texas football team really adjust to an up-tempo style of offense? <laughs> sometimes it's a more major thing. The waters of Hurricane Katrina are coming into your neighborhood like they did 10 years ago in New Orleans. And it's awful, awful scary. In the church, we don't always deal with change so well. You remember this old joke. How many Methodists does it take to change a light bulb? Change! <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm here all week. All right, all right. Okay, so. You've come today, it's the second in a series of sermons on relationships, our relationship with God and our relationships with one another. It comes out of some continuing education I've been doing on family systems with a Lutheran pastor named Doug Hester from San Antonio. And Doug says this about change. When we're faced with change, our brains are hardwired to be Velcro for negativity and Teflon for positivity. <laughs> Do you identify with this? Something good comes along, some wonderful new thing, but if it's different, if it's a change, we instantly go to <gasps> flight, fight, freeze, because we don't know what it's going to be like. Uh, from the very beginning, we've had to learn to survive and we don't know if that's a stick on the ground or a snake that we're about to step on. And so we react without thinking. It's an emotional thing, this flight, fight, freeze syndrome. We are wired for this. We're wired for survival. <laughs> that's how we've lived so long. Um, so when the Hebrew children are approached with this really great idea, hey, you're going to be released from slavery in Egypt, and there's going to be a promised land in front of you. Even that great idea is not received so well. Did you, did you see the Old Testament passage? They can't see the promised land. All they can see is Pharaoh's army behind them and the Red Sea in front of them. And I know this never happens today, but one of the responses was to blame the leader. Moses, why did you bring us out here? To kill us? Couldn't we have died just as easily back in Egypt? And then I know this never happens today as well. Can't we just go back to Egypt? We had it so much better when we were slaves there making those adobe bricks and the hot sun with the, the go back to Egypt party. You know, it was better in the good old days, right? So we don't handle change all so well. Doug, this, this Lutheran pastor of Family Systems, he said, there are some ways that you can deal with change beforehand. Like you can practice role play some responses when you're in a time which you're not so anxious so that you can broaden your responses, right? So can I be a little playful with you for just a few minutes? I, I, I was uh, visiting with Moses this past week, and, and he goes... Um, Okay, uh, Hebrew children, I want you to gather around. For the next three days, we're going to have drills about getting out of Egypt in a hurry. All right? Everybody? Good. So, uh, yes, question in the back. Uh, 
Yes, you may plunder the Egyptians, okay? It's, thank you, thank you. It's a, uh, take rings and jewelry and stuff. Don't take any heavy things where it's going to be a long journey, but uh, you can plunder the Egyptians. Yes, another question. No, no yeast, no yeast for the bread. It's only flat bread from here on, okay? So, these are good, this is, these are good lines, people. <laughs> Help me out. So, <laughs> yes, yes, okay, we're going to organize by the 12 tribes, okay? Sorry, Zephaniah, sorry, buddy, <laughs> you're in the last line, okay? But we're going to practice for the next three days, so. Thank you. <laughs> you can, you can practice beforehand, and we do this all the time. I mean, we have drills, don't we? Emergency drills, fire drills, stuff like this, that, so that when you're in time of stress, you already have it pre-wired for what your response is might be. In the church, sometimes we forget this, and I don't care how great the idea is, but the first reactions are probably going to be negative. <laughs> Even a great idea like uh, Opportunity Fair that we're going to have right after this, and people go, oh, that's, that's scary, that's overwhelming and stuff. I'm, I'm going to try to disarm you of, of some of that fear uh, as we go through this message this day. The God of the Exodus, he prepared the people, didn't he? Didn't God do that? God said, here are ten plagues. Hebrew children, don't you get it? I'm setting it up for you, for you to leave. Because I am the God of liberation. I am the God not of fear, but of freedom. I am the God not of death, but of life. This is the Jewish resurrection story in the Old Testament. Leaving slavery. Some of us need to leave some, our slavery to fear behind but we have to start with that most basic level, right? Negativity that we're born with here in our brains. The good news is you can be rewired. <laughs> there is more to life than flight, fight, freeze. The life of faith is about being rewired. Following Christ is about being rewired. The brain is the one organ that can change as we go along. Some of you are nodding. You believe this. this I mean, it, to me, it's incredibly good news that it is, we can do this as followers of Christ. That's what we're doing in worship here today. This is life-giving, life-saving what you're practicing right here. You are being rewired the encounter with Scripture, singing, praying, going out from here, serving, the things that we're going to be talking about at the Opportunity Fair, it's all about living fully with Christ. That is the life of faith. I, I, I really believe this. It's important what we're doing here. In the, in the Opportunity Fair, again, there's going to be just all this range of things, and, and you may feel overwhelmed by that. Come talk to me in the center, and I will calm you down, all right, and, and narrow some choices for you so that you don't feel overwhelmed and help you take just one step. I believe in this concept of nudge. There's this wonderful book about this, that so many times in life we give people too many choices, and then they just freeze up. They get paralyzed. <gasps> I can't handle that. So come talk to me, and I will give you three choices, <laughs> all right? That's, that's about what we can handle in life so your brain doesn't freeze up. This life of faith, too, is not lived alone. 
One of the great gifts is that we get to do this in community. This is what I love about being a part of a church. It's not a solo adventure. We, we need the support of one another. I had a great illustration of this this past week. There's a, a member of this church who told me about the Austin Clubhouse. You say, I've never heard of that. It, it is a community of folks that are dealing with some mental illnesses, and it gives them a safe place to come during the day. I needed to go there because of this sermon dealing with fear and anxiety. I know that some people get overwhelmed and that sometimes they, they pull into depression and, and sometimes there's bipolar disorders and, and, and all kinds of things. But there's a safe place here where you can be a member for free called the Austin Clubhouse. 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's at Hyde Park Christian Church here. Um, they also do things after hours uh, for socials and for funds, for fun things. Uh, what, what I loved going there was people are not treated as a diagnosis. <laughs> Isn't that great? And they don't do therapy. What they provide is community. Oh, I'm not the only one that's dealing with this. So I was visiting with some of the residents there, and there was a, a woman that I talked to, and she said, uh, because one of the first things they do is just try to help you make one goal, just one step, not overwhelm you, one, one step. And she said, for me, at first, it was just getting up in the morning and getting dressed. By the way, these people look just like you and me, all right? <laughs> they are you and me. Uh, this, this woman who finally got up and got dressed and started coming to the the thing she said, for the first few months, all I did was observe the people around me till I got comfortable. You know what she's doing today? She's the social chairman <laughs> of the Austin Clubhouse. And she said, oh, we, yes, we go to uh, UT basketball games, and we love to go bowling. But she said, oh, we love Amy's ice cream. That's just the best. <laughs> and she said, oh, they give me a budget, and I always bring it in under budget. These people, man, they want to feel pride, you know confident. Uh, there, there's another woman I was sitting eating lunch with her and she saw my name tag. She said, Dr. Barton. She said, oh, I have some medical questions for you. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not me. I'm not that kind of doctor. I'm, I'm, I'm a doctor of ministry. Uh, I'm a pastor. And she said, oh, would you pray for me that I would have peace in my heart? Yes. So we went off into the hallway and we held hands. I prayed for her. There's another woman sitting over here by me. And she said, why is it with men in, in relationship that all they think about is sex? Smile, smile. <laughs> I have some answers. But uh, she goes, uh, I'm thinking about, I, I want to become a nun. <laughs> How do I become a nun? Well, I said, you need to go talk to those Catholics over there. They're, they're really good at that kind of stuff. We, we need one another. And I saw these people, and you know what their number one goal, if, if you ask all of them across, they said, I'd really like to get a job. You know, to feel of, of use, to have some purpose. That, you know, get up in the morning and somebody's counting on me, and, they, and I can do it, and it just feels so good to come through with that. Uh, the good news is we can be rewired. <laughs> In, in community, I, I, just, I just love this. The brain is the one organ that can change 
and can learn all during its life. I have a gift for you here. It's a meditation. It takes about two minutes. Uh, some of you are visuals, and there's going to be some images on the screen, and they're from our all-church retreat that we went on back in April, and we're going to do another all-church retreat this coming May. Um, and some of you may want to, to open your eyes and follow those visuals. I don't. I, I would rather close my eyes, but uh, whatever you need to do, you do that. Um, and I'm going to have just like three suggestions for you. I'm going to take you kind of to three different layers or levels of, of meditation, of starting a rewiring of your brain, knowing that you can do this exercise, you can take this home. Uh, so my gift to you, all right? Let's, let's see the video here. So breathe in and out slowly and deeply. And I want you to go to a safe place. Where, where do you feel most secure? You're in a sanctuary, holy space. Maybe it's here, but it may be some other place. Go to that place of safety. And then consider how well you are fed. Yes, it might be actual food. Think about the breakfast you had this morning or the, the supper you had last night. But get in touch with contentment. Knowing that your needs have been taken care of. That you have enough. And you don't have to worry. And then think about how you have been affirmed. Who loves you? Who loves you not just for the things that you do, but for who you are? Give thanks that you're loved, that you're affirmed. You can be rewired. <laughs> I invite you to this practice of following Christ, learning new ways to relate out of faith and not out of fear. That letter from Paul to the church at Philippi and actually to us today has some relevance. Paul was writing from prison <laughs> He was writing to a church in conflict, and he has been rewired. What does he say? Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. He says, don't be anxious. Pray. Pray in everything. He says, here's what you need to think about, whatever is honorable and true and just and whatever is excellent and worthy. 
And keep on doing this. Keep on doing this. Thinking about these things. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the good news I have to share with you this day. That you can be rewired. Amen.